Welcome to the Property Elite Podcast. I'll be your host, Jen Lehman, Chartered Surveyor and Co-Founder of Property Elite. Stay tuned each week for more on industry hot topics, market updates and new RICS guidance. In this week's blog, we will take a look at the Leveling Up and Regeneration Bill that was introduced into Parliament on Wednesday the 11th of May 2022. The Bill is now slowly progressing through the different stages of Parliament. Once the Bill is enacted, the changes that are set out in legislation will be accompanied by updates to regulations and policy. The content of this Bill has the potential to have significant effects in the sphere of planning and development matters. And therefore, this hot topic should be familiar to RICS practitioners and candidates. What is included in the new bill? The Leveling Up and Regeneration Bill is a substantial document at over 300 pages long. It supports the government's manifesto commitment to level up the United Kingdom. The government's objective is to reverse geographical disparities between different parts of the United Kingdom by spreading opportunity more equally. The bill contains 11 parts and 17 schedules. It makes a number of changes to local government, planning and compulsory purchase existing legislation. Part 1 establishes the concept of levelling up missions and the framework in which they lie. Part 2 deals with local democracy and devolution in the form of combined county authorities and sets out provisions to further empower local leaders. Part 3 makes changes to planning in relation to data, development plans, heritage, decision making and enforcement. Part 4 details the non-negotiable infrastructure levy, which enables local authorities to raise money from developments to regenerate their areas through infrastructure. Part 5 replaces the EU Environmental Assessment System with a new framework for environmental outcome reports. Part 6 deals with development corporations, ensuring they have the powers and functions to deliver strategic development across England. Part 7 amends the powers and procedures of compulsory purchase to clarify the powers available to local authorities and to ensure pursuit of regeneration. Part 8 contains provisions that deal with vacant commercial properties in town centres and high streets. Part 9 is concerned with the information about dealings and interests in land and the making of data public. Part 10 deals with with other provisions including pavement licensing, historic environment records and a review of governance of the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors. Part 11 contains technical clauses relating to the bill including data protection, crown application and the power to make consequential provision. You can read the full levelling up bill or a lengthy summary on the government website. There are several key points of interest for RICS members and APC candidates. In this week's blog, we will focus on the proposals in relation to planning. Proposed planning system changes. 
all local authorities will be required to have a design code in place covering their entire area, acting as a framework for subsequent detailed design codes prepared for specific areas or sites, led either by local authorities, neighbourhood plan groups or developers. The Bill proposes that Section 106 agreements and community infrastructure levy be replaced with a new infrastructure levy. Local levy rates and spending strategies will be set locally in order to live to deliver infrastructure and the charge will be applied at the point of sale of the land at a rate applied above a minimum threshold. The levy will be calculated on uplift in value rather than floor space. For example, if build costs increase and the property prices go down over time, the levy payable would be reduced to reflect that. But it will also work the opposite way so that if a scheme grows in profit, the levy requirement would increase. The bill also proposes that local authorities be given more weight by requiring applications to be determined in accordance with the development plan unless material considerations strongly indicate otherwise. The bill proposes that local planning authorities prepare one local plan with the content limited to locally specific matters, such as allocating land for development, detailing required infrastructure and setting out principles of good design. General policies on issues applying to most areas, such as general heritage protection, will be set out in nationally prepared policies and contained in a suite of development management policies which have the same weight as the plan. The bill proposes the use of more standardised and reusable data and a consolidated proposals map format that will form part of the development plan. The bill proposes groups of authorities to produce spatial development strategies to produce strategic planning policy for cross-boundary issues. The bill proposes the introduction of new environmental outcome reports, replacing the EU process of environmental impact assessment and strategic environmental assessments. The bill proposes introduction of a new simplified neighbourhood planning tool, neighbourhood priority statements, providing communities with a simpler and more accessible way to set out their key priorities and preferences for their local areas. The bill proposes the introduction of new street votes system to allow residents to propose development on their street and hold a vote on whether they should be given planning permission, providing a positive incentive for neighbourhoods to consider the potential for development. The bill proposes a simplified process for making non-substantial changes to planning permissions. The bill proposes strengthened protection for historic environment so that designated historic assets such as registered parks and gardens, world heritage sites, protected wreck sites, scheduled ancient monuments and registered battlefields have the same statutory protection in planning as listed buildings. The bill proposes that planning fees be increased by 35% for major planning applications and 25% for minor applications. 
This means an increase from £462 plus VAT to £578 plus VAT for most applications. The bill sets out the removal of the four-year rule for the lawful use of a permanent building as a dwelling house. The period of enforcement action will be raised to 10 years in line with other forms of development. On the 8th of June, during the second reading of the bill in the House of Commons, the then Secretary of State for Leveling Up, Michael Gove, announced that a document outlining how the government intends to change national planning policy will be published during July 2022. This document is still awaited. Since this time, Michael Gove has been sacked from his role and Greg Clark has been put in place as the new Secretary of State for Leveling Up. Changes in the Conservative Party leadership may inevitably lead to some further delay. There will be further technical consultations into a number of matters such as the infrastructure levy and EIA changes. It remains to be seen how these varied proposals for change well, will be amended as the bill moves through Parliament. The timetable for Royal Assent is not yet set, but will likely be in 2024. This topic remains very much one to watch, and Property Elite will provide an updated blog in due course. Thanks for listening to the Property Elite podcast this week. Head to our website to check out our full blog, free and paid support resources and services, free consultation for every single RICS APC and ASOC RICS candidate, and also ask us any questions you have via the website chat blog. See you next week.